0: Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells, too. I'm not not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home. But just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room, and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me, on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, yeah, baby. It is Friday. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You have... Do you hear this? I do my own sound effects for the show. This is the sound... Of 9,000 emails with your Ask Dr. Jesse questions on them. I will get to them in a while. You guys absolutely crack me up. I do not appreciate my manhood being challenged because I have a small fear of birds. That was rude. I'm glad to see some of you are in agreement. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be a good day. Let me clarify something before we dive into our history story, which I'm going to try to keep brief today. But let me clarify. I know the country itself is in a great deal of trouble. We are a late stage empire. You and I have talked about this 10,000 times. We've gone over all these empires throughout history. We are a late-stage empire. But that doesn't mean you have to stress about it. I'm seeing way too many of you, friends of mine, listeners. Oh, it's the end out of the world. What are we going to do? People, you don't get to pick the time period you live in. We live in late-stage empire America, and that's okay. There's nothing. There's not a daggone thing wrong with that. Life's good. It'll be fine. We'll figure it out. We're going to have some laughs, and we're going to figure it out. All right? None of us get out alive anyway. We're going to be fine. Keep your chin up. It's Friday anyway. We're screwing off today. Yeah, I'll play you a little bit of that Biden audio last night that had me absolutely wetting myself. Play you a little Trump audio, but you know we don't go heavy on the politics on Friday because, as I just said, I see it. You're stressed out enough. We can kind of chill for a day. Let's screw off and talk about black licorice and stuff. But before we get to that, Constantine. Constantine the first, Constantine the great. One of those odd people in history that everybody knows his name. I mean, even idiot Chris. Chris, you've heard of Constantine. Even Chris has heard of Constantine, but most people don't generally know that much about him. If you start digging into it, you'll get, oh, yeah, the Christian emperor, the the, the one who instituted Christianity in Rome. That's about as deep as you go, which is kind of funny because... Isn't that what most of our legacies come down to? Maybe a sentence. Isn't that weird to think about? You could take these emperors and all these people. One sentence. Oh, yeah, the Christian emperor. (laughs) It's just crazy to think about. So let's do a brief, and I mean very brief, bio on Constantine the Great. Part of the reason I'm keeping this brief is... If I was to dig into every single bit of this guy's life that we know about, and we know quite a bit because it's the Romans. You know, they wrote so much down. If I was to dig into that, we'd be doing a multi-part show, and, you know, I like to keep those as rare as humanly possible, although I do appreciate the fact that you enjoy them. I have heard you. I know you enjoy them. I'll keep it up. I will keep – I occasionally I will do one. Just know – I don't intend to do multi-part ones, really. But there are times I show up and two minutes into it, or even maybe even right before the show, I'll be thinking about it and I'll be like, oh, man, there's no way I'm finishing this today. No way. So I'm going to try to avoid that. But the year is 272 when Constantine is born. I don't expect you for half a second to remember that longer than 30 seconds it doesn't matter late 200s Constantine is bored and here's the current state of the Roman Empire when Constantine is bored they're not a they're not a republic they're not run by the Senate they're also not really run by an emperor not one anyway You see, they had a guy by the name of Diocletian. He's actually the the man in charge at this time. And he comes up with a bit of a new system, kind of a hybrid between the Senate Republic or the Roman Republic and the Rome that was run by emperors. And his hybrid was this. Well, we don't want a Senate We're certainly not going to give the power back to those losers. I should clarify briefly. There was still very much a Senate in existence. Senators were still very wealthy, lived a great life. Honestly, the best thing you could be would have been a Roman senator. You really, it's like being vice president. You have no responsibilities whatsoever, and you live a life of luxury. It's very much what a senator was like. So the Senate had virtually no power at this time. Diocletian decides we need to be run by, obviously not the Senate. We need to be run by an emperor, but the empire's way, way, way too vast at this point. We need multiple emperors. So he comes up with a four-emperor system. It's very weird. It's, it's not a period of time a lot of people talk about in Rome. Yeah, four, Chris. It, it was it was well, you're going to be the emperor. In in here, you're the emperor of the northwest, and you're the emperor of the northeast, and you're the emperor of the southwest, and you're the emperor of the southeast. And honestly, it wasn't a terrible system. Uh, the system wise, they were supposed to get along and work together. The empire was not split. They just kind of maybe think about it like they split it up into states. You're the emperor of your particular state. However, like every political system, including ours, there were inherent flaws. And if you pour enough, you know, pour enough infectious stuff into those flaws, they will become fatal diseases. And the fatal flaw in this system was when you have four emperors, somebody in general is dying. One of them at all times. So who's going to take his place? Is it his son? Maybe it's his son. Sometimes they don't have a son. Sometimes there's, sometimes there's a selection process. Sometimes, and you know how that gets messy. Remember, many of the biggest disasters in human history are caused not just by people in power, by transitions of power. It's part of the reason so many people fear change. Part of the reason presidents get re-elected. I hate him. He sucks. This is horrible. This is the worst. Uh, The world didn't end. I'm going to vote for him again. The system also has another flaw. And in my opinion, this is why I don't like this system at all. I understand it. I understand his thinking. And to Diocletian's credit, it was fairly... Effective for a while, but the system was, (sighs) are there ever really four guys in charge ever? Does that happen? Even at your, even at your company's board meeting, we're all in this. We all have an equal stake. Are y'all in charge? Or is there one guy in charge of that room? And it actually gets worse. Remember, this is politics and power and wealth and money. There's one guy kind of in charge, and there's one guy who thinks he should be in charge. Hey. Talk Radio Revolution Jesse Kelly Your credit score is money There's not a simpler way to put it Your credit, credit score equals money Let's say just hypothetically let's say you had a credit score in the high 500s mid 600s and you go out you want a new car right we ever, we need cars you need a car to get by If you'd gone to scoremaster before you bought your car and raised your credit score 61 points. And keep in mind, 61 points is the average for Scoremaster users. 61 points in 20 days, you'd save $9,000 on your car loan. When I say your credit score is money, I mean your credit score is money. Go to scoremaster.com slash Jesse. That's scoremaster.com slash Jesse. Get it fixed now. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. So that's the status at the time of Constantine's birth. Now, here's how it goes for Constantine after that. I should note his father was, he said, father's often called a soldier. His father was a soldier. And it really kind of, it kind of gives you a bit more of a blue collar view than you should have of his father. Yes, yeah, father was a soldier. Also ended up being one of those four emperors. I mean, this guy wasn't shining shoes somewhere. (laughs) He wasn't the lowly PFC peeling potatoes. This dude was a big shot. His mother, different story. When I say different story, I'm going to give you all the stories I know. You can draw your own conclusions. One thing's for sure. His mother was not, not royalty. His mother was, some people called her a stable girl. Somebody who would look after, obviously, the horses and such. Some people have said she was a essentially a maid at an inn. Some have said... Maybe she would entertain the troops. Some have even said she was her father's. Are we allowed to say concubine? That's probably okay. That's biblical. It's she was. Some have said that. I look. I know we all like to believe the salacious parts. I genuinely don't know. And who knows what kind of rumors they were spread around? She really might have just been an innocent. In all seriousness, she might have been an innocent stable girl. You know, it takes, what, one or two enemies to spread around? Oh, I heard she's actually a concubine. And then that, you know how rumors get spread. It was no different than in, in ancient Rome than it is today. You find a lie, everyone wants to believe, and you spread it around as truth. Or she could have been a concubine. I don't know. But his mother was certainly considered lower class in Rome at that time. Constantine does not come up like so many other emperors had come up as a senator, as as an aristocrat in that way. I'm going to learn philosophy. In in these, uh, his he grew up a soldier's son in military camps. He grew up learning about drill, learning about battlefield tactics, learning how to speak the language of soldiers, and. It's very hard for you or I to relate to this because we don't know anything like this today. But just know, you know, you have these strategy games, like a board game called Risk. Everyone knows in general what Risk is. Risk is if you don't know the world is you have a world map on a flat board and you're all given armies and you you roll some dice and fight your armies and try to take over places. But it's very much a strategy game. I'm going to invade him up there. I'm going to act like I'm going to invade. Instead, I'm going to invade down here. These guys, like Constantine, you can think of them as older, as, as well, I, things were different then. If Constantine sat down to play a game of Risk with you or I, he would slaughter us. Because while you or I grew up learning different things, we have a different education system, different culture, this guy's learning battlefield tactics at six, seven Eight years old, with his father on military campaigns, learning things. They lived this stuff. It's part of the reason the Romans were so good at it. Came up like that. And was extremely well thought of amongst the troops. This was, by all accounts, a brave, smart, accomplished human being, big time. Came up in Britain, mainly. Britain was always a wild place. Rome never totally calmed Britain down, ever. It was too far away. The people were too nuts. It just, it just the Roman Empire petered out before they could finally finish conquering Britain. And in his military campaigns, he saw himself in the East, too, fighting barbarians, fighting Persians. This is a military guy. Constantine is a military guy. Father dies. And virtually everybody looks at Constantine and they think, oh, yeah, that's that's our guy. He's clearly going to be the guy. One of those guys you saw when he was 14, 15 years old and you think, well, there's going to be the next emperor. And he takes over his, his part and he's really, really, really good. Now, we need to get religious for a moment because this is part of what Constantine is remembered for. The main thing he's remembered for. Jews and Christians, let's focus on the Christians for now. Because screw you, Chris. But No, I'm just kidding. Let's focus on the Christians for now. Christian persecution in Rome is obviously famous, as is Jewish persecution in Rome. We know this. There is a strain there, and there always will be, and honestly, there should be. Whenever you go point a finger... In the, in the face of a Christian and tell him, actually, the emperor is your God, not your God. If you actually believe in Christianity, that's going to be a problem for you, which is, means it's going to be a problem for Rome. There was always a, a real cultural divide there, and it went beyond that. It's the exclusive nature of Christianity, of Judaism. Meaning, Romans had tons of gods. This is not news to you. You know about all the different gods. Well, this God, the God of war, the God of sun, the God of love, the God of, there's all these gods. Well, with Christianity, there is one God. And not only is there one God, he is not a tolerant God of your crappy God. Uh, actually, there's one and only one, and it's me. And if you have a different one, uh, you're worshiping just a piece of rock. Obviously, that's the belief system, and that is a belief system that is a hard pill to swallow for Romans, everyday Romans. Nobody likes to be told they're about to burn in hell. Nobody likes to be told they're worshiping a stone somebody carved. Romans being told that, it graded on them. They did not appreciate that about these Christians. Roman emperors persecuted Christians for a variety of reasons, but one of the main reasons was it's what the people wanted. It made the people happy. If enough Romans are, are, Mr. Emperor, please, these freaking dirtball Christians, they keep telling me that my gods are fake. Can you do something about them? You get enough people saying that to you as an emperor. Well, you know what? Let's have some gladiatorial games and feed some to the lions. Oh, look at them cheer. This is fun. Get me some more Christians. And that's how it happens so often. It's what the people wanted. However, let's clarify. By the late 200s where we're at here, yes, Christians and Jews are still persecuted in Rome but it is not in that way, not really, and certainly not state st- uh, state sanctioned. You go to the early, early years of Christianity, especially as it existed in Rome, it was obviously just starting out. We just had Jesus before Christ's people killed him with the Romans. It's, it's, it's just starting out. There aren't a ton of them yet. It's growing. So it is kind of this raggedy band of Christians. By the late 200s, you need to get that image out of your mind where we're talking about now. The church is established. The church has money. That it, it is. It is growing. They can be second-class citizens, but they ain't that second-class, Jack. All right. These these those days are gone, and the persecutions are not that overt. You can kind of run them out of society. Well, he can't hold office. Okay, we killed one in this ne- the next town over. No big deal. You're not rounding up 200 of them and feeding them to hyenas. It's just not. It's not where we are at this point jesse kelly back soon HomeTitleLock.com is your only defense against home title theft. And I want you to understand what home title theft is. It's not as if they're going to come and steal your home in the middle of the night. What they do is they hack into your home title, which is online. Now they hack into it. They forge your signature on it. And having seen my own and my wife's on this, let me tell you, it's amazing how good this forgery looks. It fooled me, and I knew it wasn't my signature. It looked so real. And that's how they get the loan. They take that, they take it to a lender, they get your, a loan out against it, and they take off with the cash. You, in the meantime, have a gigantic loan out against your house, and you don't even know it until the late notices start getting to you in the mail. Go to hometitlelock.com right now and sign up so it doesn't happen to you Use the code radio, get 30 days of free protection. The state of persecution for Christians in Rome at this time, late 200s, is they're second class citizens. That's really the best way I can put it. They're second class citizens. Their religion is looked down on. They're not welcomed in here welcomed in there. You're not running for local mayor as Christian. They're doing okay. They're doing fine. Look, you know what? It's a great way to think about them. You might as well just merge everything and offend everyone. A great way to think about them is Jews throughout Europe, especially in you know 1800s, 1900s, second-class citizens. Uh, it's, uh we don't really want the Jewish guy in here. Keep to yourself, Jew. However, their neighborhoods are really nice, and they're doing fine, and they're making money, and they're they're fine. That kind, of, that kind of thing. There are persecuted peoples who are, you look, and they're just destitute, and it's a disaster. You, know, you can see that all around the world, all throughout history. And there are some, at different periods of time for different reasons, they're fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, second class, but he's driving a Rolls Royce, so it's not that second class. You know what I mean? But that's the status. Now, back to Constantine. Constantine comes on up through the ranks again. I can't go through all of this today. We will at another time. I, this is—I—I I tell you, I normally give you a thirty-thousand-foot view. This is like a fifty-thousand-foot view. There's just way too much here to unpack. It would take ten shows. He comes up through the ranks, emperor. He now. What we're we're in a status now because I know I'm going to have this question of, well, I thought Rome was split. Yes and no. Rome split by Diocletian, the guy I just talked about, who kind of split up the emperors. About the year 268, I believe, if memory serves. I'm not looking that up. But remember, Rome is not divided in this period of time, or, or, or it's, it's not divided by when Rome was one empire and then it was two empires. Rome was one empire and then two empires and then one empire and then three empires and then four empires and then back to two empires. And that it was not this one thing. You and I like to simplify it like that. I do the same thing, too. Oh, this is after it split. Kind of. Remember that kind of. But Constantine comes up in the West. Constantine finds himself really on the verge of a civil war. And he needs to go down and oust the guy who is in Rome itself. You need to think about Rome differently. The Roman city, you need to think about the city differently than you are. It's not at all what it once was. Obviously, there's still a Senate. They already told you about them, it's still the hub of political power. It's still good, it's not near what it was. However, it is very, very well defended because it's Rome. It's always going to have the new best thing as far as defense goes. Constantine marches down there and the guy holding out, the guy defending Rome and his army, he knows Constantine's coming and he does all the right things at first. He lays in all the food they need. He's prepping for a long siege. Rome is very tough if not impossible to to batter down the gates into really. It's just he's just like, "Okay, well come on down with your army. I'll lay in siege." And then he doesn't. People it's called the Battle of the Mervian Bridge, but he's all set up in Rome. It's inexplicable. It's one of these inexplicable things. He's completely set up in Rome. He's good to go. The best explanation I've heard for it is this. The Senate in Rome, if if the siege went on too long, he was worried they would pull support for him and throw support behind Constantine. So he felt like he had to win sooner rather than later. We can't have people eating their shoes and such in here. But he leaves the city. and He goes out and fights Constantine at the Battle of Murphy and Bridge. And before we get to that and that result, now we get to the part of history where it depends on what you believe and I do, i'm not talking about your religious beliefs this is the part as the story goes where constantine who is not a christian man at this point has a vision from christ this is the story vision from christ they put the inscription of christ on their shield after he has this vision He decides, I'm a lion for Jesus, and they go march into this battle of the Mervian Bridge. And Constantine, I mean, he is brilliant. He's a brilliant military commander. He beats the crap out of this guy and takes over. It's his. It's all good. The reason I say it's disputed is Constantine's biographer, who's told this story of the Christian vision, had told this story before Constantine died and never once included this Christian vision as part of it. Constantine dies, he rewrites the story, and the Christian vision becomes part of it. There are no there are no accounts of the Christian vision happening when it happened. That doesn't mean it didn't. I'm certainly not going to get struck by lightning today and question somebody's Christian vision. Maybe it did, but we don't know. We just don't know. And how would you know that anyway? You just don't know. You don't know whether somebody's telling the truth or full of crap. You don't know. But he wins. He takes Rome. And now you need to think of it this way. Constantine is in the West. Licinius is in the East. He's a kind of a co-emperor in the East. Okay, so Constantine has Western Rome. Licinius has Eastern Rome. And I know what you're thinking, but Jesse, Constantinople's in the East. How did that happen? Well, let's talk about that. Constantine and Licinius may be co-commanders, but they ain't friends, not by a long shot. These are both extremely ambitious men, jealous men, and they want what each other have. Now, remember, part of the East-West Roman Empire thing is not that they're separate empires, even though there's a civil war every other day. They're supposed to be unified, and they're supposed to divide up duties. And one of the main reasons they divided up duties was dealing with the various barbarian tribes on each of their borders. Okay, there's a problem uh, with the Gauls. Constantine, you're in charge of the West. Go address that, please. Licinius has a problem with any one of the various barbarian factions over there. Uh, Licinius, please address that. And you really didn't necessarily want to try to address someone else's barbarian problem because it was a bit of an insult, and you'd have to really march your army into places you weren't supposed to go? And we have these people called the Goths the visigoths the goths you've heard of these people before one of the various barbarian tribes of this time they start harassing constantine that we do know you know and, and they're not doing anything drastic to to destroy the western roman empire they're doing what many of the tribal peoples have done throughout history they're they're not advanced enough militarily to take on the army but they they have to survive so they're going to raid tiny border villages take you know take some women take some spoils take some gold whatever they can take some food and take off but it's a big enough problem constantine needs to address it but these goths these goths take back off over into licinius's territory now what should be done here is constantine should simply write a letter Send a rider, hey, Licinius, these guys came into here and did this. Would you address that, please? And Licinius says, of course, good buddy. That's a big ten four. We are on the way. We're going to go slap around those dirty goths for you. Ah, it did really go that way, though. Out. Catch up. You need an auto protection plan. I just told you yesterday that story about poor phone screener Mitchell and his car going kaput. The truth is, they only make two kinds of cars. Only two kinds. Ones that have had problems, and one that ones that will have problems. Your car is going to have problems in the future. I have a 2017 and it's back in the shop as we speak. But it's okay because I have a Car Shield protection plan and Car Shield lets me take it to the shop of my choosing. Car Shield lets me pick the plan I want. They have several, they have a huge range of protection plan options and the payments flexible at Car Shield because, let's be honest, Money's tight, especially now. Go to carshield.com. Again, that's carshield.com. Use the code JESSE. Save yourself 10%. They were supposed to be working together, but they didn't, and I am not one of these guys who's going to put all this on Licinius or put all this on Constantine. I hate when people do that historically. Sometimes that's true of certain things. Sometimes, like in in this case, we know how this story ends, right? This story ends with Constantine sitting on top. Everybody knows that. And so what you'll do is what you'll get is you'll either get a guy who loves Constantine and he says, well, Lysidius was a scumbag, got what was coming to him. Constantine didn't do anything wrong. Or you'll get the Constantine hater because he won a Constantine was an ambitious dirtball. The truth is this. We don't know for sure who was at fault. Maybe one of them. Maybe both of them. We do know they were rivals. They were both ambitious men. And Constantine does not just let Licinius handle the Goths. Constantine takes off himself to handle the Goths. This is a big deal. He, he's marching an army through Licinius's territory. And while he's doing this, just so you don't think... He just wants to get in and out. His son, his son is building a huge navy. The huge navy is meant for Licinius. It's on now. And Constantine, after a bunch of arguing, obviously, gathers up a gigantic army and marches towards Adrianople. Yes, that city. Constantinople, Byzantium, Istanbul, whatever you want to call it. Here's your quiz. Here's your quiz question for the day, folks. Before it was any of those things, what was its, what was its, what was its name? Adrianople. Constantine has a plan for taking Adrianople. He's going to lay siege to it. And his son is going to lead this gigantic navy he just built and blockade it from the sea. Because remember, as we've talked about a million times, you can look up Istanbul right now if you want. It is the place to be. I mean, gosh, it's got to be the best strategic city in the world. I swear it has to be where it is. This tiny little narrow strait, and you can't get through there any other place. Plus, it's connecting Europe and Asia. It's just, it's awesome. And this naval battle is where we're going to end this story because this is another place the Christian legend, the Christian part of this story grows. Constantine did have this huge navy, but Licinius had a navy that was bigger than his waiting for him there, and Licinius was no joke either. So now you have these two navies squaring off, and Licinius is ready for Constantine on land too and and Adrianople is not exactly a place you can just walk in either this is it's difficult to see right now how Constantine's going to pull this off now you have Licinius's navy on one side of the water and Constantine's army on the other side of the water and this area this stretch of water is notoriously rough and wild to put it mildly The winds will be viciously blowing this way and then viciously blowing the opposite direction. And the currents are going one way and then the opposite way. It's just a a rough stretch of water. And the winds are constantly blowing one direction most of the day. And then all of a sudden, the winds change absolutely opposite, 180 degrees so with Licinius's ships against the shore, these essentially gale force winds rise up and they blow Licinius's ships back into the shore. They say the weather alone cost him like five thousand men that day, over a hundred ships just gone. And if you're A Christian at the time or a Christian after? How are you supposed to interpret that any other way? Um, okay. Well, that worked out fine. Constantine obviously ends up winning. Constantine begins doing something that hadn't really been done before. Constantine begins building churches. We're talking about, we're going from, hey, don't persecute Christians anymore, to, guess what? We're going to be Christian now. It's official. He's building churches all over the place. Ah, uh, but he's also killing his wife and son. Remember that son who was leading that navy we just talked about? Well, remember, this is an ancient era where ages were different. His son, it was actually his stepson from a previous wife, but his son was actually very close in age to Constantine's wife. And they kind of came up together. And we have no earthly idea and we'll never know if the rumors were true. There were rumors they were together. The biggest rumor at the time was this, that she came on to his stepson and his stepson said, Nope, absolutely not. And let's go with that one for now. Hang on a second. I don't want your car to break down. I don't. But it's going to. You live long enough, you know this for a fact. Whatever your car is, and I've had a broad range of them, old beaters, brand new ones I bought off the lot, every single one of them broke down at some point in time and cost me a fortune. So I always have an auto protection plan, and if you're going to get an auto protection plan, why not use America's number one auto protection company, CarShield. They're number one for a lot of reasons. One of the main ones is that you get to choose your own mechanic when something goes wrong for your car or your dealership. They don't have this list of two dealerships they work with in the area. Oh, sorry about the drive. Uh, That's the only one we cover. CarShield treats you like gold. That's why I'll never go anywhere else. Go to carshield.com. That's carshield.com. Use the code JESSE. Save 10% off your order. Constantine has his stepson killed because of the rumors, and then as the story goes, the main story, Constantine later finds out that he had his stepson killed unjustly because of the rumors, and he is not pleased, to put it mildly, with his bride you know those roman steam baths i'm sure you i'm sure you know what i'm talking about they would have these furnaces underneath the bath houses and create all this steam have you ever been in a steam room most of you probably have at one point or another extremely steamy almost hard to breathe almost hurts the lungs constantine throws his bride in a steam bath has his soldiers cut off the ventilation and cranks her on up to the max and steams her to death hang on Jesse Kelly Show. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, it's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum sunflower seeds I, I tried it all it's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit that's Jake's mint chew go put in your dip just make sure it's Jake's mint chew it's tobacco free it's nicotine free it's even sugar free and I highly recommend just a personal choice I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off get a jake'smint chew.com that's Jake's mint Chew.com. Make sure you use the promo code Jesse at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. dot org. slash iHeart. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries, or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk